The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday edition of Busted Open. You're listening to the podcast edition. I'm Ryan McKinnell in for David LaGreca. I got the champ, AEW world champ. Thunder Rosa stopping by for all three hours today here on the show. And we cover Thunder's match, her tag team match, on Wednesday against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. She dives into the intricacies of that match. And we take a look ahead to Saturday's Battle of the Belts, where Thunder meets Jamie Hayter for her AEW World Championship. And also on this episode, speaking of world champions, we got Ring of Honor World Champion. Claudio Castagnoli stopping by for a very informative chat. So sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. It's busted open on a Friday. I, we had a lot of praise for this match. We were on the yeah. second segment. We were given an opportunity to not be on the uh, on the semi-man. We were on the second segment. And honestly, everybody that was in that match showed up to work, and we had a great match. It was uh, awesome. It you was, got, to your point, Thunder, you got the time, which I loved. Like, yes. it was a great story that was told. Everyone was fully invested. Uh, you know, Jamie was busting her ass. Britt was busting her ass. You, Tony. It just was a really great tag team match, especially for a, for a TV show, which sometimes those things are reserved for, you know, pay-per-views, Thunder. Yeah, and and I think all of us, when we, when we were in the ring together, you can see it. There's like, uh, there was, there was an energy there. And yeah. and like I said, probably the energy was I I was pissed because I'm tired of people making fun of me. I'm tired of people like bullying me in a way. So using the sandbagging T-shirt is a way for me to say, keep bullying me because I'm gonna make money out of it. Like All right, yeah. straight up, you're gonna call me fat. Well, guess what? I'm like the biggest fat bitch in the world. Boom, I'm gonna do it because I'm gonna own it. I'm not a sandbagger. Just let's be honest. Yeah. But people are gonna have people are gonna have their opinions. Fine. Fine, have your opinions. Mm-hmm. Right there on Wednesday, the four of us, we showed up, show off, and we have the people chanting, this is awesome. Why? Because they don't get to see this all the time. Britt yeah. and Jamie have been together for a while now. For a while. Yep. And they came with the same gear and everything. Tony and I, we just started and we're learning from each other, right? Yep. But we have a lot of chemistry. There was four women that have a lot of chemistry. The match was really good. There's, of course, I always, I'm, I'm, I'm super particular about myself. I, there's things that I need to work on. There's little mistakes that, that, that I, that I feel, or little things that I, I feel like I could have done better. But sure. overall, people were invested in this match. Yep. People have been invested in this match. 
So um, with that said, uh, it is important that people focus on the, the good things that are happening in their, like the little strides that we're making to make the women's, uh, the AW women's division better instead of focusing on the negative. Because that's what they, everybody, well, yeah, you want ratings. How about you actually, you know, focus on those things that, yeah, yeah they, they did this great, blah, 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 or whatever. And, and instead of like always tearing it apart, yeah. always, 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 always. That's asking a lot of professional wrestling fans to ask them to not any hardcore. No, and I'm not really... No, no, really I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding from the standpoint that, like, it's inherently negative, right? Like, it can be Star Wars, it can be Marvel Cinematic Universe, it can be pro wrestling. You always get those few folks where the noise from the negative is so much louder than the positive. But to your point, Thunder, that can change, right? You can shift the narrative, if you will, right? You can control your narrative, but you can. There are many different ways that you can go out there and uh, sort of change the feeling and the flow of not just in a company uh, thunder, but an entire business and an entire, you know, sport in the case of professional wrestling. Right. Cause we've seen it throughout different eras. There's been different eras of this business. Well, that's, that what saying, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like, people are so used to seeing certain type of wrestling for so many years. Right. Yes. Like, and then one thing I, I, another thing that I heard, and it was, it was criticism that I heard. It was like, we were hitting each other really hard. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you something, guys, you guys want to you guys want us to have a brows and panties match. And like shake our asses again. I mean, if that's what you want, fine. But yeah, when we see us bleeding, when we see us like hitting hard, why you guys are not saying nothing about some of the guys hitting each other really hard? Tell me. You tell me. It's 2022. 2022. We are we are asking. We're demanding for equality in the business. We're giving the time and we're giving what we do and what we do best. And that's what you guys saw on Wednesday. And we want to get better every time we get in the ring. So if you're asking me to look like people used to look because they were forced to look like that, I'm going to tell you no. Tony Khan brought me here to AEW for a reason. For a reason. And I said it. And I said it right the first time I got to AEW. I'm here to help to bring the AEW women's division to another level. And that was, and I said that at the beginning and I continue to say that as the AEW Women's World Champion, that's my commitment to professional wrestling. That is my commitment to women's professional wrestling. That is why I have created different organizations that I dedicated for women as uh, Mission Pro Wrestling. Because we don't have still in 2022, spaces for women that want to be professional wrestlers. There's only one match on regular shows or Tell two them. matches. It's 2020. Some of these women are great athletes, but they're not giving a chance to showcase what they can do. I love yes, it. I might be able to be a little lighter. You know, I, you, and, and yes, it, it, that's true. However, I am an MMA fighter too. I am a fighter and I'm, I, I'm fiery and this is what I bring to the table. You, what you guys saw, and you saw it many times. All out, I mean, uh, um, uh, my first match, I, I'm, I'm like, lights out match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cage match. That was violent. I couldn't walk for two weeks, guys, after that match because of the, the, how it was and how much I was wrestling before. 
I love professional wrestling. This sport has given me everything I have. And I will give back just as much as I've gotten. Because I respect this business. I started from the bottom. From the bottom. My trainers, and I said that last week, used to yeah. beat the crap out of me because they said, Melissa, if you don't make this real, nobody's going to believe it. You're a women's, you're a, you're a girl wrestler, not a woman, a girl wrestler. Mm. Have you seen their matches lately, how they look? You don't want to look like that. You want to look like a guy, like a real wrestler. And that's what we train you to do. When I went to Japan, same thing. They didn't take it easy on us. When I went to Mexico, hell no. Ask the girls. <laughs> Those girls are stiff. They, 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 they go. Ask, ask Taya. Ask La Guerra Loca how, how she, what, what happened to her. And she learned real quick that she needed to get it together. They don't take it easy on you. Now it's, it's, it's different. They want, they want to work with each other. But still, it's, it's strong style. Yeah. So if that's a criticism is that we were a little hard on each other, yes, we were. And guess what happened? We had a great match. We had fun and it looked good and, 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 we, and we brought it. That brings me to this Saturday where I have a match with Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter is not one of those girls that just comes and like, she's she's gorgeous and, and, and everything, but she brings it. She, she was in Japan for a long time. She was a champion in Japan. So she, she don't hold back. That's one of those opponents that I love wrestling with her because she doesn't hold back. And I, and Thunder, full disclosure, I'm a fan of Jamie Hayter. I like what she brings to the ring. I like her style. And we talk about it all the time. Styles make fights. You and her on Saturday at Battle of the Belts, that's a couple of styles that's definitely going to make for a good fight. Oh, no, it, it is. I mean, in November, back in November when we were uh, um, doing the tournament, we faced each other. I can tell you, I feel I feel Jamie Hayter in my body for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I mean, she's, she's a young talent. She's developing herself. Um, and, and man, like, she's the future, man. She yep. is the future. She's a, the, 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 one of those talents and where you're like, man, if you put, if you put your money in, you're going to get it back because she, she loves this business. She, it, it, she has a, a, a very, very, very wonderful story about herself, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to be talking about what I really think is going to happen this Saturday. And well, I, well, I was going to say, let's do that, Thunder, because I don't want to stop you. We got to fire it up, Thunder Rosa here, to kick off the show. And we still got two and a half hours more to go, but let's pay some bills real quick. And, Thunder, when we come back, I definitely want to hear from you about what your expectations are against Jamie Hayter. We can talk about the history. We can talk about the violence. We can talk about it all when myself and the champ return here on a False Count Anywhere Friday edition of Busted Open. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. I'm ready to defend this title. Yep. No matter with who, no matter with what, and anywhere. Well, you and, um, and I know, and I know I, I from the moment I, I get I got this, I have a big target on my back and it hasn't gone away. I'm the biggest target in the company sure. for X, Y, and Z. Always. 
It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter if I, what I don't do, I still have a target on, on, on my back. And I know if Jamie were to get this, it's just, you know, to keep the, the, the little, the little team like going like, yeah, we're like, we're the shit. Cause that's what, you know, that's what they think. That's, that's how they call that. That's how they, they walk around in the locker room. Like yeah. they're the, they're the queen bees in this bitch, but I get, I, I gotta remember everybody and I gotta keep everybody humble. I'm not half on that place, man. <laughs> I'm like Hefa, you guys like it or not? I'm like Hefa, I am the champion. Yeah. I am the champion. And I have worked my ass off every single day to be where I am. Right? And Jamie, I'm not I'm not I'm not scared and yes, there, we have setbacks and stuff. And um and 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 I have have had some things happen and like doubts happen in my mind, but then this sure. one I don't I don't have a sure. doubt. It's not a doubt in my mind that I can't do this on my own again. Now you talk about the the locker room. You talk about being the champion. You talk about sort of raising the bar and uh, I guess being the pace setter, if you will, Thunder. That that and listen, I know you've been champions other you've been a champion other places. You have a long list of accolades, uh, but but that responsibility and that that mantle that you sort of carry, what's that been like for you over these past few months? You know, being the champion of that locker room, carrying that responsibility. I know it's not completely unfamiliar, but it is all elite wrestling. It is just three years into this thing, right? Like you are in a lineage. It's a brief lineage of women's champions. I'm just curious, like what's the run been like for you? And and what's that responsibility been like for you? The responsibility is very high because, um, you you might there's days that you question yourself that you question sure. that you're doing the right thing that you question that that, that you know that uh the, the things that you're doing are right but at the end of the day when i go to sleep i'm like i did my best i try my best and i continue to represent the aw women's division with pride and honor um and it's so funny because i was watching ufc this week yeah and uh brandon moreno who's you know the baby face assassin he yeah. lost his championship uh, on the first defense that he had. And he and worked against, his ass off. Against Davidson Figueroa. Yes. Uh, and they have had, and they're scheduled now for a fourth fight. They just keep pitting these two against each other. But you're right, your countryman, Brandon Moreno, you Mexican, know, uh, got a ton of pride. And I, and, and, I thought about, and I thought about how, you know, how easy we go up from up and downs and everything. But it's, it's the matter of like how hard you're going to work to keep it and how hard you're going to work to gain it again, right? Yeah, so in I those like moments that. and where I feel that I am about to loosen, that I, my mind feel that I'm not good enough. I work even harder mentally, physically, and spiritually to get where I need to get because, man, you just got me fired up, bro. You just got me fired up. Uh, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Being a champion is not easy. Yeah. Because the eyes are on you all the time. And sometimes you have, your performances are not great, but you have to make sure the next one, when you step in that ring, you show why you're the damn champion. And yeah. I heard him, I heard Brandon talk and it just, it, it speaks to me because he's, he's the first Mexican in, in UFC to, to be a champion. And yes, I am the is. first Mexican born women in the history of wrestling to be a champion of a major company. And I continue to say, and I know some of you guys are tired, but I'm going to keep saying it. I'm the first one of my kind. The first one. Now, women with an accent, I'm going to start crying. With accent, I'm don't older cry. than everyone. You're going to make me cry. Don't cry. That's not good. I don't know what it was. All crying, but I understand the emotion, Thunder. Me defending, I feel I don't. Yeah, me yeah. defending this championship is everything. I don't come alone. Yes, Jamie Hayter has her passes. She has Britt Baker. She has Rebel. And I know what they're all about. I know them very damn well. 
but I have a thunder army with me. People that are in the, in, in the stands, people that are in Mexico, people that are everywhere that believe in what I'm doing. That believe that every time I get in the ring, I'm fighting for them. And this Saturday, one of my friends that just passed away, he was a referee. He was one of them that believe in myself. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and I'm going to do it for him. And I'm going to do it for everyone that has inspired me that I'm not here today. And I'm going to fight for them. And I'm going to keep fighting for them because that's what I do. That's what La Mena Mena does. And I'm going to keep doing it. You like it or not. Tell them. I'm going to make a change in this. I'm going to make a change in this business. I like it. I, I like have it. given everything I have. Everything. Every time. There's been blood. There's been tears. There's been broken. Everything. Because this is how much I believe on this. This is how much I believe in the AEW women's division. I have so much passion for what I'm doing. I have so much. I believe so much on every single person in that locker room. Because we're all in trenches. Regardless of like X, Y, and Z. It doesn't matter. We all want the same thing. We all want our division to grow. And to be the best. And we're putting our part on, on what we can do to make that division better. We haven't been, like you said, we haven't been in, 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 in the business yet for 20, 30 years. Not in the, not in the capacity that you're talking about, right? Because you referenced Braun Panties matches. Yes. You know, do you really want to go yes. back to that? No, I like my superheroes co-main eventing and main eventing as women, which is an era of thunder. I never thought we'd get here because I am a child of the brawn panties matches of the women valets, right? I never thought we'd be seeing, you know, Becky Lynch busted nose, setting up the the, the story with Ronda Rousey, you in the lights out match against Britt Baker. I never thought we'd have those moments. You know what I mean? And I'm a guy, I wanted them. I didn't know I wanted them, but I never thought we'd be here. That's gotta go double, triple, quadruple for the women workers out there. there and, and there is so many, men. Man, there is so many yep. in the dependency that paved the, the, the way for us. And they did that on the independency. Nobody saw it because it was in the independency. And now it's happening on mainstream media, right? So for me, it's a lot of responsibility because sure. yes, like that was, that was a, a, a key moment in my life. It was a key moment in my career. I knew this was going to happen. From the moment I was brought to NWA, somebody there saw what I, what I brought to the table. And every single time I get in the ring, I'm going to show what that person saw in me. Because he saw a champion. And I am a damn champion. So una campeona, cabrones. Les guste o no. In life and in everything. Because that's, that, that's my legacy right here. This is my legacy. Because he doesn't stop here at AEW. And you guys know I went to Japan and I'm going to go to Mexico. And I'm going to go everywhere to show what real women can do. And this Saturday, Jamie, I'm fire up. I'm ready for you and your pussies and everybody else. If you want to bring the fucking locker room, bring it. I don't give a shit. Well, we're breaking on that. The champ, Thunder Rosa, bringing, no pun intended, literally bringing the thunder to that microphone here on a Pulse Count Anywhere Friday. We're going to take a break. Cool off a little bit. That is the champ. I'm Ryan McKinnell in for Dave LaGreca, and we are busted open. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. The Ring of Honor World Champion, he is Claudio Castagnoli joining us here on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. Claudio, it's got to feel real good to get introduced as the Ring of Honor World Champion after all those years away, my guy. Uh, it feels fantastic. It feels absolutely fantastic. I, I can only imagine. And as we talk about it, first of all, thanks for joining us here on a Friday uh, with myself and Thunder Rosa. You've got two champs uh, on the line, Claudio. Um, I, I just got to ask you just to kick it off, right? Obviously, so much time spent in the WWE, but you began as a Ring of Honor original in so many ways. Did you ever think you would return to this place? Did you ever think in, a, in any sort of reality, any multiverse, if you will, Claudio, that you would be Ring of Honor world champion? Um, probably not, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, but also, you know, there's always people making these five-year goals and 10-year goals or whatever, and people ask you where you want to be in the future. Um, I was never able to answer those because to me, 
I just want to live in the moment and decide what's good for me now because, you know, like everything changes. Every day something new comes up. So uh, that's how I think people should live their lives a little little bit more in the now because then you can enjoy what you're doing. So um, if the universe opened its way for me to return to Ring of Honor, I mean, I was more than happy to uh, oblige and return to it and win that Ring of Honor world championship that I never had before. So um, everything happens for a reason, you know? I like that. Claudio, I have a a question. Hi again. I saw you yesterday, but I'm on the phone with you right now and I'm probably going to see you later. But <laughs> I'm just really curious because, I mean, you've been, you made a name for yourself in the independent scene and then you become a, a huge star. I, I mean, I personally, you were one of my favorites in WWE because of what you brought in, how different you were. Um, how do you feel like in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years that you've been doing here? Like, how do you, how do you, how have you changed as a professional wrestler? Um, how did I change? Um, to me, it's just kind of like learning by doing and learning on the job and learning from people that are ahead of you in uh, ability, uh, knowledge, and even like age. So, you know, it's like, you can always learn from them. So to me, when I was in ring of honor, um, for me, the, the, the next logical step was WWE because I felt I did about as much as I could in Ring of Honor. So mm-hmm. I wanted to go to WWE to become better, to have more matches, to wrestle better guys, to just test myself. Um, and then when I when I was at the similar point uh, in my career, you know, 11 years later, I decided to come to AW for the same reason, because it invig- reinvigorates me. Great big word for me, by the way. Um, you know, to just <laughs> keep, keep, keep becoming better. Um, There's a lot of lot of young talent here that like is super motivating um, to see and to see what they can come up with and to just test myself. So to me, it's always important that you never uh, that I never stop learning because I always want to get better. And that to me was the most important part of my journey. I don't know if that exactly answers the question, but no, it does. It does. It perfectly does. Like um, I'm like I'm actually pull my notebook and I'm writing these notes. You know, <laughs> because I, I mean I can I can see. Like again, people like you is, is is it it motivates me to become a better wrestler, to become a better performer because you are definitely like the epitome of like a, a great person that became an entertainer and it hasn't changed one bit, like in their core. And like even what you say, like I'm living on the moment. Like that's one of the things that yeah. I now as 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 a new like superstar. I'm doing because it's so hard to get lost in, in all the, the, the lights and, and the glamour and, and the fame. Right. And then when I, like I said, when yeah. I see you in the locker room, you're just like, you're you. And I, I do, I really do appreciate that. Thank you. It is really hard, especially when you, um, I mean, I think even for, for the younger uh, guys, probably because I'm older now, uh, well, I've always been old, but uh, so that's, <laughs> they're like, click. The glitz and the glamour and the, and the success and uh, we know whatever comes with it, you can just see yourself on a like different platform. For me, it was always like that. Um, you you cannot it you know kind of like keep the same friends, keep people who who keep you honest, because there's mm-hmm. plenty of people who tell you how awesome you are, but you need the people that keep huh. you honest and keep you motivated and keep you working hard. Because if you want to keep performing at the level that I want to keep performing at, you you cannot. You cannot let go or like leave any slack. I just uh, came back from the gym. That's why I'm 
uh, just calling in because my I would look like a mess on Zoom. So uh, you know, it's just like you, you need to find people who, who who keep who keep you working hard. Yeah, Claudio Castiglione talking about how you need people around you to keep you grounded, Claudio. Uh, I'm with you. That's why I only keep friends around me who tell me how much I suck. Um, listen, man, like growing up, like right, I, I shouldn't say like growing up, but like growing up in the business, right? Like because you have been in this business for a very long time. It's why you're so beloved. It's why your name carries such reverence. But at some point, I know you kind of referenced it. You joked about it. You're an old soul. You've always been old, but that's not true. There was a point you were a young man in this game and I'm just curious, as you impart that wisdom and set that sort of example for the next generation, who was that for you when you were coming up? What veterans really sort of set the table and, and sort of navigated you through those pro wrestling waters early on? Um, so when I see now guys go to wrestling school when they're, you know, 16, 17, 18 sure. years old, and they start wrestling super early. Um, I mean, for example, like Wheeler Yuta and Delia Garcia, they're like, you know, not even 25 yet. Uh, so I started wrestling when I was 20, right? And I finished business school and I had a regular job. I, you know, I used to work for Johnson Johnson in a pretty big position. So I felt like I had a certain, um, I experienced a certain part of like what regular work looks like and what normal work looks like. And I loved it. You know, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. I would probably be still doing it if I wouldn't be doing this because it was it was awesome. But in Europe, there were not that many guys um, that have been around. Like they've been around long, but it was just like very small indie. The first guy that I ever met uh, from WWF was Honky Tonk Man, and um, I think I told that recently. What he told me was like. We was like at the promoter's house had like a barbecue, and it was me and Honky Tonk Man. And he just talked to me for you know hour, hour and a half, two hours, and it was like oh. fascinating because he was the first guy um, that was like a legend that that I met. And right. he told me it was like you know you need you need you need three things to succeed in this business: is desire, dedication, and hard work. And mm-hmm. I kind of never never let go of that. Um, you know, those are my, my three core things that I always think about. And also I feel for somebody that comes from a different country to the U.S., uh, you, you, leave, you leave so much behind that you cannot afford to just wing it or to just take it easy because, you know, there's a certain sacrifice that you, 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 have, to, you have to give to come here and have that success. And I feel for any successful person, there is that moment of, sacrifice or where they have to take a leap of faith um that's why they're successful and um just you can never forget that and you always have to um you know remember that and then i'm not the one that like like to preach to the run to the younger generation i just like to kind of lead by example and 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 if you if you watch and if you look and if you care um you can you can pick some stuff up but i think that was always important to just lead by example and do good and, uh, you know, do the best that you can every time you step in that ring. Uh, Claudio, what you're saying just like really resting next with me. I mean, um, I lived in Mexico when I was 17. This country was, you know, it's giving me everything. And like, that's yeah. one of the things that I, I, I go by. Like, I never forget where I came from. Um, as, a, as a foreigner, being a, in a, a professional person, how difficult was it for you to like, you know, get, get, to, to, can I be accepted? Um, 
I feel the the, the pro the wrestling community is super acceptable, uh, super um, not email acceptable. That's not the right word. It's super welcoming for everybody. Um, that's at least um, the experience I've been through. Because what I love about wrestling so much it is that it's so diverse. That it's so there's something for everybody. You know what I mean? Like when, mm-hmm. when I grew up, um, I, I watched uh, WWF and WCW and New Japan was on TV for a bit. And it was just, no matter what, you'll find something that you like. Like, you know, when wrestling was cool and all the kids, or like, you know, when I grew up and wrestling um, was cool for only like a year or two in Switzerland. But every single person had a kind of different favorite because you just gravitate towards different different guys, different looks, different colors, whatever that may be. So I always found, um, you know, obviously it, there are certain aspects of it that are harder coming from a different country that like, um, you know, for example, uh, talking is obviously way harder, communicating, uh, the, the whole culture shock, all that kind of thing. But then I also feel um, it has some benefits because, you know, wrestling has always been about, um, you know, different characters in different things. So uh, if you're foreigner, that also kind of helps you because you're kind of um, an oddity in a, in in a, in a weird way that yeah. can be promoted and can be um, uh, featured, you know. Well, it's as you said too. It is kind of a worldwide brand. We've been lucky that you know pro wrestling has been around for damn near centuries in a sense, uh, Claudio. So I think there is some familiarity there. But yeah, not to take away what from Thunder said, it's definitely an uphill battle in many many regards. Now we talk about an uphill battle, uh, Claudio. Uh, I know how much, or I, I can only imagine how much winning the Ring of Honor World Championship uh, meant to you, especially given your history with that company and that everything that came in between. Now, one of those things that came in between was obviously a very long and very successful run in the WWE. But, but, but Claudio, when, when you were carrying that Cesaro banner and you were doing what you were doing, myself and so many others were out there clamoring, begging, hoping, wishing for a main title run, right? The, the equivalent of the Ring of Honor World Championship, something to mark our fandom and you and a tip of the cap to you for all the hard work you've done. I, I've got to ask if, if, if the time comes and goes, and if you never go back there and that, and, and whatever the future may hold, right? Like, are you going to be okay? Never being a champion in the WWE like that? Because I'm, I'm very curious as to your answer. Um, you know, like, like you mentioned in the be- uh, beginning of your question and Rosa said it earlier too. It is an uphill battle. I feel yeah. it is an uphill battle for everybody. And it, it is an uphill battle. Um, for the wrestling business too to be accepted, so that's also why I always feel you have to carry yourself uh, with a, with a certain grace, uh, especially because of what people may expect a professional wrestler to be. I like or that to act or to look like. Um, so to me, even if my WWE career was a again an uphill battle, since we're <laughs> since we're using that word, um, sure. It was a great, it was a great uphill battle because to me, um, even if I never won or will win that big title that you said, uh, I feel I took the fans, my fans on the ride. I stayed true to myself and I feel that just gave me a bigger bond with, with uh, the wrestling fans or my fans in general because um, I read this a very, very good phrase the other day that said, um, 
if I would have won the title, right, that would have been like the end of it, kind of. You know what I mean? It would have been like, yeah. okay, he won the title. He's good now. That's it. Yeah. And then you have to kind of find like what, what's next. So like everybody's always looking for that destination, right? But yeah, it is the journey, right? It is the middle yes. of it. That's so awesome. That's so important. That's where you make all all your um, your friends. That's where, where you make all your memories. And people forget that. That's why I said, like, the living in the now. Yes, it would be, it would have been awesome, and I think I would have made a great champion. But if I look back, I had some amazing moments that you you couldn't fabricate. That was just thanks to thanks to uh, me and the the, the fans um, that that made those moments special. And I won the first ever under the giant memorial battle world that nobody ever be able to take away from me. So um, that is if right. It was an uphill battle. If, if it was an uphill battle, I'm, I'm very thankful for it. And I'm very glad so many people came on that journey with me because who knows where that journey will take me and it will just be that much more of a success. And on top of that, um, people will not remember me because, oh yeah, he was, I don't know. So in so many times to be the B champion, they remember me despite never being the champion. And yeah. I think that's a big accomplishment as well. Well, Thunder, if there was any question as to why this man is so beloved in the pro wrestling space, I think that uh, answer pretty much encapsulated it pretty well. What do you think? Oh, I mean, when, he, when you're talking about, you know, enjoying the moment, right. like, like enjoying the journey, you know how, di how difficult that is sometimes because you hit it right, you hit right on the nails. Like once you become a champion, it's like, you know, what's the next thing, yeah, the next big thing I want to do. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be like, wow, I have this. I worked so hard for this. Let me enjoy this for a minute, yeah. you know? And yeah. if something happens that is bigger, awesome. If not, I'm just going to go with it and go with the flow. And it's so hard because of how fast things are happening and how the expectations, like you were saying, again, I'm going to repeat what you were saying, that people have about entertainers, that people have about wrestlers, of what we have to do to be, quote unquote, successful or look successful. And um, it is so refreshing to see that there's people as successful as you are that have that mentality and continue to move forward. You know, it's just, it's to me, it's beautiful. Thank you. I want to appreciate oh. what you said. I, I want to say thank you. I, really, <laughs> I needed to thank hear you. that. And to me, it's, yeah, like when, when you champ, a lot of people then, like forget like I'm this, this is my first the Ring of Honor World Championship is my first championship and I just enjoy it because I know yeah. I'm still going to work as hard and I'm still going to do the same that I did before um, because a lot of people they, they change of, you know when they when they win titles because they get so anxious oh, um, yes they do of just, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and like this thing like, but, but here's the thing like I understand it you know because like I've been around it I've seen it and I think that's the benefit of me being as we said earlier, old, because I've, I've seen it and I've seen other people go through it. Um, so I like to, again, like what we talked about earlier, just help, you know, the younger generation or like people who, who want to listen that like you just enjoy it because it's going to be gone. And then you're going to be like, oh man, I wish I would have, you know? And like, that's something that like I learned the, the hard way. And like, obviously like I went through the same thing anxiousness and, and doubting and all that stuff that everybody else goes through. Um, it's just, you need to surround yourself. I feel with a good, a good number of friends um, that help you through that. And luckily I, I always had that um, to, to help me, but it's, it's a, it's a great journey and you're the champ. So enjoy it. 
Um, I am. <laughs> truer, truer words have never been spoken. And you talk about that belt. You talk about the Ring of Honor World Championship. We're here with Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli. Claudio, we appreciate the time. I'm about to get you out of here, but I do have to ask, with that belt comes a target. With you and Ring of Honor, AEW, comes a myriad, Claudio, of dream matches. And for a lot of us, you've got one in 24 hours, sir, against Takeshka at Battle of the Belts 3. We are excited for it. I don't know how excited you are because you're going to be over there exchanging some violence, but that has to be on some level. Working with a young guy like that, we talk about dream matches. Takeshka, let's go, Claudio. How excited are you for tomorrow at Battle of the Belts? Oh, I'm, I, I was just going to bring that up next. You know, Takesha is definitely somebody that I had on the radar, maybe not at first when I came to AEW, but then, right. you know, he's matched with Hangman, with uh, with Eddie Kingston, with uh, with Mox, and in many different ways, he reminds me of a younger version of me, uh, you know, coming to the United States, just trying to make a name for yourself, and it's it's great because he got he got a chance to show what he's got, and he gave it his all, and then he got you know, another chance and another, and you know, with the next 24 hours, he has a chance to win his first um, title in North America. It won't happen, but I'm super excited. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor, you know, World Championship against him because the Ring of Honor World Championship has so much history. I mean, it's been around for so long, for you know, over 15 years, and it's been defended all over the world. So, um, to have my first title defense against against uh, him. Uh, you know, being a Swiss man against Japanese fellow, it's go- it's going to be amazing. And to me, um, that's what it's all about. It's about different styles, people from different backgrounds, um, just fighting it out for the most prestigious title. So I'm super excited. It's going to be an awesome show. And hopefully there'll be many more uh, dream matches. So, uh, you know. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.